0: Someone that I know would have gotten that is a very intelligent woman, very opinionated woman. She has – she's very, very, very strong opinions about everything, foreign policy, politics, the law, and, of course, motion pictures. It has been way too long since we got to chat with Debbie Schlossel, attorney, author, political commentator, and film critic. Debbie, thanks so much for uh, getting up early on a Friday, and I hope you're doing well.
1: Thank you. My pleasure.
0: Debbie, as I I always like to do, I want to get your thoughts on the film du jour. But I I have to get your your take on the media situation du jour. You've been you've done a lot of cable news appearances over the years, and I have to ask you about the uh, the news this week of uh, Tucker Carlson's departure from Fox News. Your reaction uh, on any level? What do you think about that?
1: Well, I was never a fan of Tucker Carlson, and in fact. All over the last few years when he was hosting the show on Fox News, I would constantly tell my friends, why do you believe anything he's saying? He does not believe it, because for years he hosted all of these shows as a rhino moderate Republican. He was never a conservative, but all of his shows were failures. They all got low ratings and he was fired from all of them. So he saw what people wanted and how to be a success at Fox News, and he became – he assumed a role. He did not believe in any of this stuff. And we know from some of his private text messages, and I'm not even talking about the ones that came out in the Dominion lawsuit, but some of his other messages that he was friends with Hunter Biden. He asked Hunter Biden to help his son get into, I think, Georgetown, Mm um and so on so this guy was never a conservative and i think he had total disrespect for all the people who watched his show because he didn't believe anything he was serving up to them and he said so basically in his text messages in the dominion lawsuit that came out and he he basically said i'm gonna i'm gonna treat you like mushrooms viewers i'm gonna feed you excrement and keep you in the dark (laughs) and that's what i think happened here um and I can tell you this, I was once on crossfire when he was a host. I was on several times, and one time he was a host, and I think it was Paul Bagala when I was on and I felt like I was debating three liberals, um Paul Bagala, Tucker, and whoever the liberal was opposite me. He was not a conservative um and you know what? I usually believe that if you're not really um what you're putting out there, people are gonna notice, but apparently they didn't um until the hosts of the uh, owners at least a Fox News finally noticed. So I'm well, not do, a fan. I'm glad he's gone.
0: Do you think the owners got rid of him because he didn't believe the things that he was saying? Or, I, I mean, do you think they might? Mo- I mean, look, we both know that Sean Hannity doesn't believe in anything. Um, right. And he says he has no problem going on television and spouting whatever the Republican talking point of the day is. The Murdochs don't seem to mind that. Why would they get so upset about Tucker Carlson uh, parodying things that he doesn't really believe?
1: Well, I think that when all of those messages came out, that was embarrassing to them. His messages were the most, I would say, um, in your face, calling somebody the C-word that was an executive at Fox News um, and a lot of other things that I think were a lot more out there than uh, Laura Ingram and Sean Hannity's messages. I also think that he thought he is he is Fox news and they can't get rid of him and that he's bigger than everything. And I think they wanted to show him, no, you're not bigger. We got rid of Bill O'Reilly. We'll get rid of you too. And whoever we put in that slot, will do just as fine. Um, So I think that was part of it also. Um, And I think they'd had enough. I mean, even Rupert Murdoch, Remember, he was engaged to this woman, Leslie Ann Smith, I think her name was, right. and she told Rupert Murdoch that Tucker Carlson was a messenger sent by God, and apparently that was the reason, according to reports, that he broke up with her. Wow. He said, no, he's not a messenger from God, and they said the truth, he definitely is not. Um, You know, I another issue I had with Tucker Carlson is a lot of the people he put on his show a lot of the time were not conservatives. They were far leftists like Gr- Glenn Greenwald, Naomi Wolf. These were people who hated America, and they hated Jews in many cases. He put on a lot of anti-Semites. Um, and he, remember, he edited out Kanye West's right. anti-Semitic comments to make he, give him the kosher seal of approval you know um, um...
0: Uh, you know, I, I, we have limited time, and and well, I'd love to have a longer discussion about this because uh, I'd love to. I think I come from a little more than a little bit of a different point of view uh, on a few of these things, and I'd love to have a, a longer discussion about this. But I, I want to pick your brain on two other different issues in the news before we get to the uh, before we get to the movies of the week. I don't mean to cut you off, but this E. Sure. e. Jean Carroll case began in New York this week. She's alleging that almost thirty years ago, Donald Trump uh, raped her in a department store it's not something i've talked about much on on the radio i was waiting for someone of who has some legal expertise to comment on it you're uh you're very conservative but not necessarily a trump person what's your take on where objectively where this e g e gene carroll lawsuit uh suing the, the former president for rape and defamation goes
1: you know, I think Trump is making a mistake not being at the trial. I understand he does want to lower himself to this whole thing, um, but I think it doesn't look good when you're the defendant, you're being accused of something very, very serious and you're not there to defend yourself. I don't like this whole loophole in the law where New York made it possible all of the sudden right. for people to bring up accusations from decades ago. And this is from decades ago. She should have said something and done something decades ago now is. I think, uh, a little bit after the fact, a little bit too late. So I don't like this whole thing. Um, None of us will ever know what happened at Barney's, I think, is where she said this happened. Um, And I just think it's a little disingenuous to bring something this far along later. But I think legally, if you're the defendant for something like this, you should be there because the jury is going to see you're not there. And I know that I've had cases where an accuser in a criminal case—not is a criminal case—but still it's the same concept, where the accuser isn't there. And I will tell the jury: Why isn't the accused? Why right. isn't the accuser here in this case? Why isn't the accused here? Um, it, it, it looks like there is some guilt. And E. Jean Carroll is a big-time liberal. We know that she's got an axe to grind. And listen, I don't like Trump personally. I don't like his behavior. I don't like his dinners with Kanye and. And Nick Fuentes, um, but I did vote for him three times in a primary, two generals. I think he did a lot of great things as president. I don't like his behavior personally. Who knows what he did with this woman? But I really think uh, this whole loophole to be able to come after people decades later is outrageous. And, and I don't think it should be allowed. But um, I do think if he gets convicted, of, or if he gets, sorry, not convicted, if he gets found guilty in this case, he will appeal it. And it might go to the Supreme Court and it might get overturned. We'll see.
0: Uh, it's going to be very interesting. All right. Uh, you've said your guy for 2024 is Ron DeSantis. News came yeah. out yesterday that he is going to be announcing an exploratory committee next month. And it looks like he's definitely in his poll numbers have not been so great against Trump and they've diminished since Trump's been running this torrent of negative ads, uh, bashing DeSantis for trying to reduce Social Security benefits and uh, uh, eating pudding with his hands and a bunch of other things. Um, <laughs> How how are you feeling about the prospects uh, of a DeSantis-Trump primary right now?
1: So I don't think anyone cares about those ads. I think the indictment of Trump and lawsuits like this E. Jean Carroll thing are uh, causing a lot of people to circle the wagons around Trump. And this is by design by the Democrats, and they're achieving their goal because they want Trump to be the nominee because they know that in the head-to-head polls, uh, Joe Biden will beat him. They also know that in head to head polls, Ron DeSantis will beat Joe Biden. Um, I don't think it's looking good for Ron DeSantis at this point, but remember at this point, Howard Dean could have been the Democratic sure. nominee. Um Hillary Clinton was beating Barack Obama regularly in the polls until towards the end when the when the primaries began. So you never know what's gonna happen. It's so long from now. Anything could happen. Um, in a year or I think it's a little less than a year when the primaries start I think is in the first primary in January or December something like that. I think it's in January of next year. Um, so we'll see what happens it's almost a lifetime in politics and anything could change. Um, we will see.
0: All right. Um... Guy Ritchie has a film out called The Covenant, where it takes place during the war in Afghanistan and deals with a local interpreter. How'd you like this picture?
1: I very much enjoyed this. This is really the best new movie that I've seen in a little while. Um, This story is not true. And uh, if it were, wow, this, there were many heroic acts by a lot of these Afghan interpreters, but there were also some that were only doing it for the money. Some were turncoats, and they were doing this to feed information to the Taliban and jeopardize our troops. They show all of this in, in all of that in this movie. Um, the real star of this movie, even though it stars Jake Gyllenhaal as this American uh, soldier who is uh, being – They basically dragged around the mountains where the Taliban is um, undercover by this heroic translator who saves his life. It's really the person that plays the heroic translator that is the star of the movie. His name is Dar Saleem. He's an Iraqi-born, um, I believe, Danish or Norwegian actor. I've seen him on Netflix in some Scandinavian shows. Um, I enjoyed the movie. It's very suspenseful. This guy was very saintly. I really wish that all of the translators, and really um, a good portion of the Afghan people were like this translator. If they were, they would have risen up against the Taliban, and the Taliban wouldn't have taken over uh, the entire country again in 30 days. Unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, There are 50,000 of these translators, a lot of them still trying to come back, come to the United States. I don't know if we want 50,000 people, not all of whose loyalties we know, coming to the United States. And that was sort of the message of the movie. But if you ignore that message and you just watch the movie as a, you know, it shows the things that our soldiers fought and that they faced. In Afghanistan, I think this is very well done. Guy Ritchie did a great job, and I highly recommend it. All right. Very patriotic, too.
0: A lot of folks remember Ray Romano, the comedian from his work on Everybody Loves Raymond or some of the other TV projects he's been involved with. He's directed a new film called Somewhere in in Queens. What's this about? Is this worth seeing?
1: I hated this movie. Ray Romano wrote and directed this. He stars in it. Um, It's about this couple starring, uh, Lori Metcalf is the wife. They have a son who may have some basketball talent. Ray Romano wants him to have a chance to maybe get a college scholarship and play in college. And he interferes in the son's life with his girlfriend and so on to get this to happen. And the whole family gets mad at Ray Romano. There's a lot of yelling and screaming, and I felt like I was in the middle of a bad divorce that mm. I don't want to be in. I'm not even married. Why do I have to go <laughs> through this? And Lori Medcalf's uh, queen accent, Queens accent, as well as the sons, go in and out the whole time, and I just felt like it's a very. It, there are a lot of bad stereotypes of Italian Americans. I didn't care for I'll it.
0: I'll skip that then. Hey, by the way, Debbie, how come you're not married? Obviously, you're a very attractive woman, very smart, pretty successful. Oh, I would think you'd have all these uh, potential suitors, uh, you know, clawing at you. Is that has that been, why have you decided to remain a bachelorette?
1: Well, I never met the right guy, and when I thought I met the right guy, he wasn't he wasn't the one. Hmm. So, what can I say? You know, sometimes you wait too long, you get too picky or you uh, waste your time on the wrong people. And I did a little of all of that.
0: Maybe we could do a Radio Debbie dating game one day.
1: <laughs> no, thanks.
0: No? Okay. Yeah, I don't blame you. With it. <laughs> okay. Um, I remember, uh, last one we'll mention today, and then maybe we could do this again next week. Uh, the, in middle school, I think I read the Judy Bloom book, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. I remember being unimpressed with it, even in the sixth grade. I see it's a motion picture now. Is this worth seeing?
1: So I have mixed feelings about this. It's actually a cute movie, although I think it's very anti-religion. Um, I remember when I was a kid in the, growing up in the '70s and '80s, and Judy Bloom books were a big deal, and they were very controversial. She's a big-time liberal, and a lot—I really think that she sexualized young girls. A lot of my classmates mates at a very young age by writing these books. Um, Now, if you look at her books and you watch this movie, it's really nothing compared to what's on the Internet and the way society is today. But I really think that she and the feminists brought on the culture that we have today where people are super sexualized. Kids are having sex at very young ages because of this kind of Hmm. ethos, this kind of attitude. So I'm not a big Judy Bloom fan. I do think the actors in the movie were good. It was a cute movie. but. You know, I did not like Judy Bloom at all, and I don't like anything that promotes her or makes her money. She's still alive. I'm sure she's got a big piece of the action here.
0: Well, it doesn't sound like a mixed review there, but uh, I, uh, it sounds like that's a maybe a must-skip. Uh, Debbie, uh, we'll, um, I know there's a bunch of other films that we didn't get to. Maybe we'll do this again next week. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend.
1: Thank you. Can I just say, uh, Jerry Springer of Blessed Memory, I was on a show with him once, Politically Incorrect, And he was such a nice guy, even though I attacked him on on the show. And I just want to say that I think in many ways Oprah did the same show he did, but he never got the respect. And she pretended she was doing some kind of low or highbrow stuff when she was no different than him. And he did not pretend that his show was any highbrow thing. He, you know, did not. Acted like he was something he wasn't, and I really thought he was a nice guy.
0: Well said, uh, Debbie. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, 15 seconds of fame, straight ahead.
1: The Other Side of midnight. Midnight.